the brain changes over time. From birth onward, our brains are constantly making new connections and adapting to new situations. This shapes our personalities. For example, take a two-year-old child. Her brain has the same number of cells, but twice as many synapses, connections that transmit information as an adult. So I'm not saying that he or she has more neurons. I'm saying that she or he has more synapses. And we as adults can have almost the same synapses if we practice with powerful information of or we can lose a lot of these synapses if we consume processed and toxic information. This is because as humans age is going to allow the loose. Welcome everyone to our episode 45 of the 2022 year. This is the last episode of the year of the podcast Cultivating a New Generation. And this is the start of the winter. So it is a very, very special occasion to release this episode as a goodbye for this 2022 as a release of this new section where I review different books that support your five pillars of health, which are nutrition, metabolism and exercise, emotions, consciousness and meditation and abundance. Those are the pillars of the health that I usually teach throughout this podcast and I use the different topics of the pillars. And This is not an exception. This is the last episode of the year. This is a, a deep episode to reflect about one of the most important organs of our body, which is the brain. And we are going to review the book of, with the title The Brain by David Eagleman. And we are going to discuss and reflect about what is the version of yourself that you want to be. And this is the perfect question, the perfect week to have this conversation with yourself and to reflect in these 10 days that we have from this 2022, what have you done with your brain? What have you done with your body? What have you done with your life? And how do you envision the 2023 to be for you? What are the desires? What are the future cravings that you have about 2023 and the projects and the things that you really, really want to implement. And now it is not going to be just a resolution that is uh, triggered by the start of the new year. This is something serious. So life is full of desires, visions and future cravings that we can allow to shape in our brain constantly priming your mind with subtle messages and even small steps toward the version you want to be. With time, they will shape the higher version you are meant to be if you are careful of the things that you are doing with the information. Life may be unpredictable, but you are the controller, the regulator of the kind of life that you want to be. The kind of information that you are consuming is the kind of brain and body that you are going to have. 
if you are consuming consuming toxic information from news youtubers or things that are your that are just empty trash information then your brain is going to lose the connections and you're not going to replicate the networks in your brain and you're going to start losing neurons instead if you prime your brain with powerful information with information that is making you think that is making you reflect that is giving you new things to absorb that's in terms of the body the same effect that when you consume nurturing food you grow you get stronger you are more resilient and you control and regulate your mental health as well there is a constant in life and you know what i'm talking about people change and we are changing all the time whether you want it or not your cells your body is changing sometimes we improve and we get mellow with age like a good wine that's the best example sometimes like a once decent vintage that turns to vinegar we sour and become unpalatable that depends of course on your reaction or response to life you may have experienced the personality altering effects of time have you ever met up with a friend from your school days and found yourself wondering what happened to the person you once knew whether he or she was better or worse so how can someone change so much what's the science behind these kind of changes that you are seeing in the personality of people well it's all about how the brain changes over time from birth onward our brains are constantly making new connections and adapting to new situations this shapes our personalities for example take a two-year-old child her brain has the same number of cells but twice as many synapses connections that transmit information as an adult so i'm not saying that he or she has more neurons i'm saying that she or he has more synapses and we as adults can have almost the same synapses if we practice with powerful information of or we can lose a lot of these synapses if we consume processed and toxic information this is because as humans age is going to allow the loose of synaptic connection that that haven't been reinforced by constant repetition for example think of language it's difficult to mimic or distinguish the sound of foreign languages because you weren't exposed to them as a child if you go to japan or china or russia or any place where you don't have the language it is going to be completely strange for you or you are not going to understand many many words because you haven't been familiar with that but once you live there once you have more contact with people once you start getting used to the repetition of words you will acquire many words and you will start to learn the language this applies also to personality more generally the synaptic connections that make you are the result of everything that you have ever 
being exposed to. In other words, every person you meet, film that you watch, or book that you read, is shaping who you are. Call it, in elegant terms, plasticity. And that's a fancy term for the brain's ability to learn by repetition, an ability that is certainly not restricted to children. Adult brains are also capable of change. This was shown in a study carried out by scientists at the University College of London. They scanned the brains of some of the city's taxi drivers and they found that they possessed larger hippocampi. The hippocampus is the part of the brain responsible of spatial memory and they have much larger hippocampi than the general population. The explanation, well these taxi drivers have what is called the knowledge of the city. A precise memory of London's 25,000 streets, 20,000 landmarks and 3,300 20 different routes, with, with each of them acquired during four years of training. So that's repetition of the things. And of course, driving the route several times. We like to think that we see the world as it really is. But think back to the last time you saw an optical illusion that made your brain suddenly register a new image. What looked like a picture of a dog? To take a famous example of psychologist, you can see it from another perspective and see a rabbit. This demonstrates how the brain can, so to speak, change its mind about what is real. One reason that happens is that it receives new information. Your sense of the world isn't just a product of your brain. It's also shaped by the sensory organs responsible for smell, taste, sight, and of course what you are listening to. Take the medal winning Paralympic skier Mike May. He lost his sight at the age of three. In his 40s, he had a surgery to restore his vision, but regaining his eyesight wasn't an unqualified boon. He felt overloaded and terrified. He couldn't recognize his children. Skiing was also suddenly a lot trickier. That's because his brain hadn't learned to see. It was so used to relying on other senses that it couldn't process all the new information. It was too much information for him because he hadn't had that, um, that sense and he hadn't get used to this, the visual cortex of his brain to process that kind of information. The loss of activity in his visual cortex as a child led his brain to overcompensate in other areas. So their eyes aren't, our eyes aren't like video cameras relaying information to the brain. Indeed, sight is actually a collaboration between these two organs. That means that your sense of reality is a product of the way your brain interprets information. And that's 
very important in terms of what you are consuming with your eyes. How much control do you have over your actions? As with, this is one of the many philosophical questions that you can start priming in your brain. The answer depends on how you define your terms. If you are using you to refer to the conscious self, the truth is that you have a little access to the part of your brain that controls the steering wheel. But that's not as unsettling as it might sound. In fact, it is vital to functioning normally. Imagine having a conversation or drinking a cup of coffee if you have to focus on every minute, every movement on those activities that involve. If you couldn't be able to do certain tasks as you do them, just without thinking. The only reason these actions aren't extremely difficult is because you have practiced skills and they are performed now subconsciously. But be careful because we many times are engaged in subconscious thoughts and actions and we don't really reflect on what we are doing. Put it simply, you are better at doing things when you don't think too hard about them. For example, take Austin Neighbor, a 10-year-old champion sport stacker. Yes, that's a sport. The sport in which players compete against the clock to stack cups in different shapes. He and the author were connected to EEG machines, which are electroencephalograms that measure the electrical activity of the, of the brain, and they were asked to perform a cup stacking routine. This was a demanding task for the author, but Austin's brain on the other hand, was at rest. It was so easy that he didn't spend energy in this kind of task. So what is the reflection about this? He had performed similar routines so often that the structure of his brain had physically changed. That is neural plasticity. Stacking cups no longer require him to engage in his conscious brain. When you reach a certain level of proficiency, conscious effort actually leads to mistake. So when you try to think how to drive, when you already know and it's innate now in you, you might get uh, reckless and do something that is not right because you are interfering in your own connections. For example, baseball players, they hit the ball without consciously making a decision to do so. That's just as well because human brain isn't as fast enough to accurately gauge the speed of the incoming ball and decide when to, sing, to swing the bat. So, but your subconscious calls the shots and then when you are not playing, you are even having that kind of reaction of many of the things that are happening to you is just as likely to be in control when you are making everyday decisions but it getting is getting used to being more reflective about the decisions that we are making and also filtering the things that we are doing so what is the main quote of this book and this reflection that we are doing 
sensory and emotional feedback trigger different parts of the brain until you make a, a, a decision. So it is your senses and your emotions, they fusion together and then they make up for a decision. If you enjoy your decision, your brain releases dopamine. That in turn will become part of the argument next time you are confronted with a similar choice. But be careful, because here there are many things now that have been, have been designed to um, release dopamine, such as the social network, such as watching trash information or trash entertainment in these YouTuber channels and also consuming just gossip information from people. All of those things can release dopamine too, but those are toxic and those inhibit the synapses and the growth of your brain instead of making it stronger, more resilient and healthier. So it is your choice. What do you want to do in this 2023? What is the vision? This is not about making resolutions. We are beyond that. If you are in this network, if you are someone that is following these pillars of health, then I expect and I know that you can give a lot more. So what are the rest, the, the things, the vision that you are designing for 2023? Let me know in your comments, in your thoughts, and let me know if this section is helpful for you and is bringing you new information. Thank you very much. And remember that if you want to go deeper in your five pillars of your inner health, I am releasing on this next year, on Saturday, January 7, a virtual course about the five inner pillars of your health, unleashing your power. So that is the title of the course that I'm going to give. We are going to go beyond the surface. We are going to go very, very deep in terms of the nutrition. I am going to go deep into metabolism and exercise. What is happening? What are the connections? What are the chemical substances, what, why is sleep very important, what is the microbiota doing in your body, what are the circadian rhythms, all that involves the metabolism. I am going to go beyond and more deep or deeper in the emotions and what is happening in terms of the chemical substances that are being released, how do you regulate these emotions, how do you regulate anxiety or depression, and I'm going to go for the fourth pillar in meditation consciousness. I'm going to teach you what is happening in the conscious stages in your brain and how uh, scientifically meditation helps your brain to release a different set of substances to even change your body and of course your mind. And finally, the fifth pillar is abundance and it is not just wealth it is about everything encompassing the four first pillars into the last one that is going to give you a life that you are proud of that you are very satisfied fulfilled and you are 
tranquil and you can really think about relaxing and flowing with life. So those are the pillars. I'm going to give a lot of information, a lot of tools that you will be able to practically use throughout the 2023. You will have many um, pages and many um, small uh, pieces of information in audio if you can read so that you can listen them in your car or in your runs or at any point in your in your day and you will have meditations and a lot of tools that we are going to use to help you really unleashing your power thank you very much for your attention have a wonderful holiday season have a wonderful christmas with your family your friends and with all the people that you love, I wish you uh, an amazing 2023 full of health, full of love, full of abundance, full of reflection and full of a vision of a new community that we can create to empower us to really, really make the earth and the world that we deserve. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. And almost uh, having a beautiful week last almost last week of the year bye thank you everyone for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans if you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merch, visit www.davidortegab.com. Remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance, 